MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. We are off and running on a glorious Monday, middle of October. That gentleman right there, I saw him dancing on social media. What was he doing? He's doing this. It doesn't really uh, give you a, a fine look at how he's feeling today. Sean King, we pour one out to your Survert Circa Survivor hopes. My hopes at 50 grand, your hopes at $6 million. The Baltimore Ravens are the reason you sit here like the rest of us without an entry to the <coughs> Circa Survivor. Scariest lead in football, it seems, is up 10 on the Giants in the fourth. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we're out of there. Oh, she wrote. You know, this stung. Oh, God. Like you know this... what that movie is that from, by the way? Oh, uh, I have no clue. That's from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. God, that is fantastic. I thought Happy was a happy movie. Britain, it is a very happy yeah. movie. That's the so end when he gets the fit. house back. But Yeah, I just, I just want to say this, and I'm going to move on. <laughs> this stung. I mean, absolutely stung because... I felt like everyone was going to take the Rams, which I could have taken the Rams, but I looked at it from the standpoint of if I don't take the Rams, now the chances of having to split the bonus a whole bunch of ways is, is greatly decreased. And I did my due diligence. I didn't like Tampa 
at Pittsburgh. Just was something about that game. Good call. I think the Packers are extremely overrated, so I didn't like that game. Good call. I thought the Falcons have really been pesky, better than people think, and I had to change my pre-flop opinion because I initially was going to go fade the Falcons for nine weeks, but I thought uh, former US, uh, Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter would be playing, and they won outright. I had the only team that was a road favorite that actually was winning the entire game, Tim. They were up 20-10 to 10 in the fourth with the ball. And Lamar Jackson completely melted down. I mean, I hope I bump into Lamar at some point this offseason because I'm going to tell him about himself. We are down to mm, 382 mm, entries, and 43 of them have the Chargers tonight. So you're down to 340-something because, by the way, alert, Broncos are winning tonight. Probably. Yeah. I took Broncos plus four. What could go wrong? <sighs> Mr. Unlimited. I understood it if I had taken the Bucks, Niners, Packers. Just got my butt beat. But for the Ravens to do this again in the fourth quarter, I mean, this was stung. What? So stung. And I know I'm, I'm catching you at an emotional time. But what is wrong with the Baltimore Ravens? They have three losses this year. They're three and three. They blew a 10-point fourth-quarter lead to the Giants. Now, a turnover late in that game, up three, was incredibly detrimental. They blew a 21-point fourth-quarter lead to the Dolphins and a 10-point halftime lead to the Buffalo Bills, a game in which they had the ball on the goal line, went for it on fourth down, and Josh Allen and the Bills drove the length of the field, got a touchdown to win that game. What's wrong with the Ravens? Undisciplined. Very, very undisciplined. The amount of penalties they had Sunday, ridiculous. Game on the line, Giants are trailing. Third and goal, Marcus Peters just grabs the guy. Doesn't even attempt to cover him. I mean, just undisciplined. It's the same Marcus Peters now that was yelling at the coach the week prior, uh, previous on the sideline. Like, they just, they lack discipline. They have big names, but they're very undisciplined. And I, 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 my only regret, Tim, and we can move on to bettable or forgettable after this, I was the one person this offseason that said, I don't know what you guys see in this Ravens team. And then I let them eliminate me from my pursuit of Circus Survivor glory. Although they outgained the Giants, <clears throat> by the way, 406 to 238. Uh, it's ridiculous. They were leading the whole game. And, and look, I'm not here to call teams frauds that are five and one and if you played an over on the Giants which I think preseason was seven wins that looks like a fantastic bet but here's just kind of puts it into perspective of what the Giants are how they're thought of in the eyes of odd makers they're five and one they're a three-point underdog this week to the Jags I saw that I don't know how they won this game I really don't an opportunity <clears throat> turnover I do have we did one together at my uppity a high-end cigar lounge, yeah. we're still alive in now. Okay. That's my only hope now. You're one of 382 left from 6,122. It's week six, man. It's crazy. It's going to get interesting because the majority of those 300 and some people have used up all of the, the platinum stocks. Carnage. I mean, they don't. a lot of people like, don't have the top teams. Bunch of people may still have the Bills, but that's about it. Most people have used the Eagles, the Chiefs, 
you know, all those, I don't even know who the top teams are after <laughs> Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, but <laughs> <laughs> kind of varies from week to week. Oh, man. All right, let's get to it. All right. Got a lot to get to from the weekend that was, but we try to press forward. We have Monday Night Football tonight. Let's get to a little bettable or forgettable Sean King. And what a interesting scene yesterday as the Carolina Panthers went out west. By the way, I saw a couple shops said the most popular play of the day was Ram, or sorry, was Panthers catching 10. Should have known that was a tell to play the well, Rams. Should have took the first half. Yeah. Panthers were up 10 7 at the half. Yeah, until they weren't. That's how bad the Rams are. Robbie Anderson, though, was kicked off the sideline and then promptly traded today to the Arizona Cardinals, who also almost simultaneously announced that Marquise Hollywood Brown is done for the year with a foot injury. Sean, bettable or forgettable, the Arizona Cardinals sitting at 2-4 and four, have acquired Robbie Anderson to try to replace Hollywood Brown, who is now gone for the year. Uh, I... Don't think it's that bettable. I mean, did he do anything during his tenure with... Uh, Who's that, Robbie Anderson? Yeah, uh, I don't recall him being even s- remotely close to $20 million a year. He had 13 guy. catches for 206 this year. But yeah. last year, he didn't have any... He didn't do anything as significant as last year either. So, I mean, a dysfunctional player who is obviously delusional. Like in the post-game press conference, he said... He's talked about losing and wanting to win, and when he threw the tirade on the side, the Panthers were winning the game 10-7. So he's going, you're going to send dysfunction out to dysfunction? I mean, the Cardinals are dysfunctional as well. So I guess it, I don't know. I would say it's it's forgettable. I don't know why they, it's forgettable. I don't know why they signed him considering that DeAndre Hopkins is now back. I know they lost Hollywood Brown, but... I don't think they gave up much. I think I saw the picks. A it was six like, and a seventh. Yeah. Like, yeah it, if you know what you're doing, you can get starters in those rounds. Well, does Cliff Kingsbury know what he's doing? Uh, We're going to find out, though, in Hard Knocks here shortly. Yeah, they got Robbie Anderson coming. Season's about to change. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll skip over one here uh, because we just talked plenty about the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. We'll go to the New England Patriots who thumped... The Cleveland Browns and my guy Bailey Zappi. Pew, pew, pew. 309 through the air. And now do we have it? A quarterback controversy in New England. Bill Belichick won't commit to Mac Jones returning to the starter. He said, we'll see how the process is. Bailey Zappi now 2-0 as a starter. uh, And uh, they host the Chicago Bears. Bettable or forgettable? Non-committal, Bill, when it comes to the quarterback position. This is going to be interesting because you get so much more <clears throat> production statistically. Like, Matt Jones was averaging 262 yards passing a game through three games. In Bailey Zappi's three games, he's averaging 198 yards per game passing. So, almost a 70 more yard per game average for Matt Jones. Now, with the separator for the two, and this is the one thing strongly in Bailey's favor, is he hasn't been turning the ball over. Whereas Mack had thrown five interceptions in three games, Bailey Zappi's only thrown one through three games. So what I imagine will happen, Bill will go back to Mack when he's healthy, but I don't think Mack will be able to turn the ball over at the level he was before getting injured and keep his job. I am 
as big of Billy, uh, Bailey Zappi fan as there is out there, right? Yeah. Guy who uh, went to Western Kentucky from, what was it, Houston Baptist? <clears throat> and got drafted. I mean, this is a guy that was an FCS quarterback. I think this is, I won't say this is as laughable as the Cooper Rush should take over Dak Prescott nonsense that was going on, but this is close. Mm -hmm. Mac Jones is a first-round pick for a reason, and the defenses that the Patriots have faced in Zappi's two starts are the Lions who give up points to anybody, and... You know, they, they light up the Cleveland Browns. So I, I would, say I would this. pump the break. He's been very I, I, impressive I, I, I so far. I will say this. Keep in mind that because of the new salary structure, it's not like you had signed a big veteran in free agency from a contract standpoint. So that does tend to lead teams, okay, if that's not the right guy, go with the other. But sure. the Patriots have a good problem. They have two young quarterbacks that they like, both under team-friendly contracts. You have a fourth-round pick in Bailey Zappi who has performed admirably, and that's that's something that you can't say a lot of teams have. Got a good backup. Well, I'll say this before we go to break. Yeah. What did I tell you about Cooper Rush? Didn't I tell you it's a lot of walls in oh, the yeah. Dallas facility? He should have kicked one of them. <laughs> All of that good he did down the drain last night. 18 of 38, that's 47%. 181 yards passing, one touchdown, three picks. QB rating of 37.3. Tried to tell you, Cooper. You didn't listen. <laughs> yeah. He knew it was going to come to a close, and they got the cover. Eagles did. By the way, who's flying? Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to 6-0. and oh. Brian Urlacher, Hall of Famer, joins us next right here on VSIN Prime Time. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. And stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside... Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VEASAN primetime. We've got Monday Night Football coming up in less than two hours with the Chargers, a four-point home favorite against the Denver Broncos. We bring him a Hall of Famer who's played his fair share of Monday Night Football games, Brian Erlacher. Brian, before we get to the weekend that was, just curious, when you're sitting in the locker room, when you've got the weekend, what is today like ramping up for Monday Night Football? Long, boring, nothing on TV. I, I used to hate Monday night <laughs> games. It's fun being on Monday night playing against the, uh, in front of everybody, but, man, those days, um, you could give me a 12 o'clock game every Sunday, I'd be the happiest guy in the world. I, I did not like – Sunday night was okay because you could at least watch football during the day, but Monday night was terrible because there's nothing on to watch TV in the hotel room. You, know, you may have one little walkthrough during the day, but long, boring day is what it's like. Yeah, I was I, I, I was the same way. You give you we can play at one o'clock Eastern every Sunday. I'm yeah. fine. 
Like yep, you spend all week getting ready, Tim, and the last thing you want to do is wait till four. The four o'clock game is really bad because you don't really get to watch yeah. the one o'clock. You know, it, and then the Sunday night, like Brian said, you can watch the one o'clock game, so it's not terrible. But I, I want to play one o'clock. I don't get the game. Let's go. Let's get it. Yep, same here. I did like Thursday night games though. Yes, because you got a long weekend. Long weekend. Yes. Quick week of practice, you a short, simplified game plan, yep. and you go out and play, and you got three days off. Yeah, that is. So that you is. said something interesting before we get into uh, in our little off-air conversation, that you yeah. think the Giants are a good football team. Let me ask you a question. Okay. How did the Giants win that game yesterday? Daniel Jones threw for 173 yards, was sacked four times, Saquon Barkley's average 3.8 yards per carry. His longest run of the day was eight yards. Okay. What was the turnover situation? Who, who, Brian, uh, who hey, had Br- more turnovers? Brian, can I can I interrupt you real quick? I, ju- I just want I want to I want to tell you why you Sean is no no his okay. circus survivor oh, final entry was on the Baltimore Ravens. So he's like a little extra on edge today, and he I is. Get it. He wants to like if he sees Lamar Jackson and, and John Harbaugh. He wants oh, him, like, Marcus to, Peters. Like, he wants I'm, to I'm trip still, him. You know? I, I'm still trying to figure out what is Marcus Peters doing on third and goal. I mean, he didn't even attempt to cover him. He just grabbing him the whole time. But he does it all the time. He's always the guy that get, like he's aggressive. I like the way he plays because he's aggressive. Not a big tackler. He always just smacked the piss out of somebody there in the uh, one game. Anyway. Yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I didn't. What was the turnover? Just to go back to your question, what was the turnover situation in the game? Uh, Ravens had two. Uh, one, both by Lamar one. Jackson. Um, he had. And a, how many did the Giants have? Uh, zero, I think. Zero. There yeah. you go. That's why they won the game. Don't turn the football over. That don't make me feel better. Brian. <laughs> Sorry, man. Hey, I don't think there's, there's there's nothing that's gonna make you feel better unless magically no. Brian says, you know what? I just called the commissioner and he said. Yeah. We're, We're reversing the results, you, you, and somehow you, the Ravens hey, Brian, have won. You knew, you, I knew I was in trouble <laughs> when Justin Tucker, who in my lifetime, I'm 45 years old, I've never Tucks seen him miss good. a field goal. When he hit the crossbar, I was like, oh, gosh. Yes. Well, it was 58 yards. One I, it was still, like, I've never seen uh, him miss. Shot. It's a chip shot. You're right. For him, it's a chip shot. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, well, Daniel Jones had two touchdown passes, too. That's pretty good. Kids playing good. They're playing winning football. We're talking to Brian Erlacher, uh, Hall of Famer, <laughs> joins us every Monday in this spot. Uh, <laughs> I want to get to uh, the, the game of the day, which was Buffalo and Kansas City, and anyone mm. who had the over, which, by the way, I want to tell a quick story. So it was scoreless after the first quarter. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what did I do? I went in-game, took over 44-and-a-half. Yeah. It lands 24-to-20, oh. of, of course. That's just does. that's the way it yeah. always goes. But – when you watch these two teams, and then you got the Eagles on Sunday Night Football, Brian, I know we're only what? And the Cowboys. What, and the Cowboys. You're Cowboys. Uh, I know we're only six games in, but are those are those three, have they separated themselves? I mean, you two have played in the league, so sometimes dopes like me kind of get carried away. And I, I try not to do that, but have those three teams and, and both of your opinions kind of separated themselves as the three best teams in the league? The NFC is strong. You know, the NFC, the only team you really have in the NFC, in my opinion, is Philly. When you look at the other teams just fall. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, the Giants are 5-1. and one, Cowboys are 4-2. and two, But I, I don't believe anyone in, on this phone call believes that the, the Giants and the Cowboys are great teams right now. But Philly is 6-0. and oh, they're, they're a good football team. Or 5-0, and oh, whatever they are. I don't know. But the, the Bills, to me, are, the, are the by far and away favorite team to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. They're great. I got a question for you, Brian. <clears throat> okay. 
Is it time for Chris Jones, Patrick Mahomes, one of those caliber players to walk into Andy Reid's offense office and just have a conversation? Because he's beginning to worry me. Not kicking Andy- the field goal on the first drive, going for two at the end of the Raiders game when an extra point makes it a seven-point game. Like that He started to do some in-game well. stuff yeah. to scare me. I don't know if he's. I don't feel like Andy is an analytics guy, is he? He's not. I don't think he's ever has been. Has he? I think he's. A, I think he's. He teeters a, back and forth a little to Does it. He? Yeah, yeah. So it's hard for me to second. I mean, first of all, it's hard for me to second guess anything he does on Sundays because he's done such a great job for so long. But there are some decisions, not just by him, but a lot of coaches now that I question. Like, if you have a chance to put points on the board, most of the time, especially in early football games, you, you take the field goal, you, you kick the extra point, whatever. I just I, the. You know, the checks and bounces don't always add up to me when these you get these odd numbers. So it's it's weird to me how they figure out to go for it or kick it or whatever they do. We're chatting once again with Brian Erlacher. Uh, you watch your Cowboys, which is weird to say. But, hey, that's your team that you cheer for. <laughs> team. Yeah, They're your the favorite Bears. team. You're a Hall of Famer with the Chicago Bears, but you're, you everyone has their, their teams. W- right. What did you take away from last night's game in Philadelphia between the Cowboys and Eagles? They got some fight. You know, they're down 20 to nothing uh, in the second quarter. They kick a field goal for that. Got a touchdown call back. But uh, backup quarterback, it's going to be tough to come back and win that game. But they, they got back, got it back to 2017. Um, didn't see them winning that game. But I, I was surprised it was as close as it was. Dak's coming back next week. Um, we'll see how good they're going to be now. Their, their defense is so much better than I thought they would be. And they've basically carried them this first six weeks of the season. Yeah, what is it? Because it's not like Demarcus Lawrence is a new player in this league like we, we saw michael parsons we know he's really good yeah. but that front's almost unblockable from week to week they are and who are they sean i mean besides d law and you got d law and micah who, who are the other guys honestly there's a lot of guys is it is it dante fowler there now as well yes he's there oh he's good i like him he's like he was a good athlete there for a while but yeah i just i don't know man they just got guys that i think that system is good you know you got coach Quinn out there calling the plays but it worked in seattle it's working there as well, and they, they get to the football. You know, they get takeaways, they get sacks, they get tackles for losses. Uh, they just they just play hard. All right, tonight marquee game, standalone. Uh, Justin Herbert and a, a banged up Chargers team at home hosting probably the most disappointing so far big free agency move this mm-hmm. offseason. What's wrong with Russ? Does he get it fixed tonight, or is this just who Russ is now? So. I don't know what Russell's problem is. I mean, you know, even in Seattle, he he made some throws that, that got bailed out a lot of times by the receivers. I mean, obviously the rainbow throws were always good, but just, he doesn't scramble around anymore. I, I watch him play. I watched him a couple times this year. He just doesn't make the big play. Not, they got Jerry Judy. Um, Corton Sutton. Sutton. Corton yeah. Sutton. They got Patrick's hurt, right? But who's the kid from Penn State? That's uh, is KJ Hamler? Hamler. What happened to him? Is he hurt? No, he's still there. Yeah, I think he was the one that threw the helmet at the end of the uh... – Colts game when Russ missed him. Oh, anyway, yeah, he just doesn't look—he doesn't look the same to me. And I know they're banged up up front for Denver as well. They're going to be even more banged up tonight. But Herbert's the man. I like—I like San Diego. Talk about some questionable calls, by the way, Sean. Oh yeah, coach does some stuff that I wouldn't (laughs) even think twice about. You—you have no idea. (laughs) I was like, "What are you doing?" I Uh, talked about it at length. Like I would have fired Brandon Staley last year, (laughs) mid-game. The, the, the Vegas game, the Vegas game yes. last year when they went at Fort on their own 20 or something like that. They have a good look. Uh, yeah, it's uh, but you know what? The analytics are, are more of a factor now than the actual players, I guess. Well, still four and a half. The game, the spread is. Uh, yeah, four, four, four and a half in, in favor of the Chargers. 
I like the Chargers, so I'll probably lose. Whatever team, whatever I pick, go against me. That's what you should do. <laughs> hey, Brian, uh, before we let you run, we got about 40 seconds. Uh, what did you take away from just the, the, the incredible atmosphere, the game that unfolded in Knoxville? How much did you catch at Alabama-Tennessee? Oh, I didn't see a lot. I was actually in Idaho with my uh, in-laws, but... Man, what a, it's awesome. I, I like it. I love Alabama. I love watching them play. But I also like seeing teams compete with them. And when they get a chance to beat them, just, you know, those that quarterback for Tennessee is good. Yeah, he is. Hooker, Hend- uh, Hendon um, Hooker. That dude's a stud. Their receiver, that dude, all the touchdowns, fast as hell. Uh, just, just fun to watch. Five fun. touchdowns. Oh, um, yes. Rocky Top. Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, I, I won that game. Actually, there you go. The there we go. See, you didn't lose them all, Brian. Great stuff. Brian, we appreciate it, man. <laughs> Hall of Famer Brian Erlacher. It is VEASAN primetime. This is VEASAN primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VEASAN, the sports betting network. VEASAN has a new podcast to help you bet on pro football's biggest games. VEASAN Pro Football Betting Podcast puts out three episodes each week to thoroughly cover every pro game. Host Danny Burke and VEASAN analysts give their insight on betting spreads, totals, props, and futures every Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Download and subscribe to the VEASAN Pro Betting Podcast, Pro Football Betting Podcast, that is, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, as always, to Brian Erlacher. Some fun there. Always love chatting with Brian. Our, our conversations off the air are sometimes better than the ones on the air. <laughs> Brian was a little frustrated. Did not have the uh, the best weekend as it uh, as it played out. Uh, you know, we like to give props when props is due. And shout out to our guys, Kenny White and Brad Powers. I know you keep notes. Yeah. You're the you're the stenographer here on Vison Primetime and Kenny White his best bet was Iowa State under 49 winner. That was 24-21. Uh, Think Hutchinson who caught about 55 balls for 600 yards and then dropped the one that counted the most. Uh he had Oregon State minus 3 win, Colorado plus 14 and a half. They outright won outright. Win. Memphis plus 6, they lost by 2. And Toledo, Kansas State, over 61 and a half. They almost doubled it. Boom. Good job, Kenny. Yeah, Brad, Brad, Brad Powers went 4-0. Brad had... Yeah, and I feel like I, we need to give Brad... Brad will be on the show tomorrow. I feel yeah. like Brad's a little down in the dumps. Yeah, he had Iowa State, plus 16. Old Dominion, plus 12 and a half. They won outright. He had Arkansas money line. He didn't need the money line, but that clicked. And he went and took Clemson, minus 3 and a half. Yep. And he went 4-0. By the way, um, from now on, I'm doing a Christmas tree parlay. Well, <laughs> I'm just put a hundred dollars on a parlay that includes all of Kenny and Brad's plays. Well, now that it just went swept the board, <clears throat> oh, I'm sure they'll miss one. Of course, out of the, yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to hit on. I don't a little... even know what a round robin is. I, I, Our producer Britton just said round. I, I mean, I know what it is, but I've never played. I, I do want to hit on a little college football. Obviously, we got Monday Night Football coming up. Pritch is going to join us. Mike Pritchard will join us here in about ten minutes. But the Alabama-Tennessee game was incredible. Give yourself a check mark. Tennessee won outright. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, 52 to 49. I don't and, know. Uh, I'm on one one step closer to uh, Bama over one and a half. Can losses. you double check your notes back to USC Utah? I believe we had some sort of bet on those. I two. think it's the uh, win the Pac-12. I thought we had an outright game too. And, uh, USC Pac-12 South, Utah Pac-12 South. All right. 
So they both have a loss in conference. So UCLA game will be really big for uh, SC. Yeah, and if Utah can run the table, because they, they still they have won't. to go on the road at Oregon. They won't. No no one else will let Kincaid kick 785 balls without covering him. Well, USC almost got there fraudulently again with their goal. Yeah, you mean anytime USC plays a game, you have to account for it. The opponent is going to fumble at the goal line because that's what happens each and every week. By the way, you're going to win. Well, I don't think either one of these is going to happen. Clemson wins the ACC or Miami. You don't. Hold, I have a heck of a chance. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a heck of a chance. K State wins the Big Twelve. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Clemson. Is going not going to win the ACC? They're going to slip up here somewhere. I don't know where. I ain't figured out where yet. You are on. Hey, uh, I have Packers under ten wins. It looks like I'm going to win that one. Yeah. Uh, there is no Pro Bowl, so this is a push. No, 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 oh, no, no. Absolutely, no. there is no a Pro Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Then, then give me back my Brian Robinson. No. There is a Pro Bowl. There is not a Pro Bowl. They canceled. Are you really trying to weasel your way You're out of this? Probably going to win Eagles better record. No, hold on, hold on. Ravens Browns going to be close. Stop. I'm, I'm just telling you where we're at on our cigar bets. I will call the league office. You are not weaseling out of one of the worst bets you've ever made in your life saying that Mitch Trubisky or Carson Wentz would be pro bowlers. You're not weaseling out of that one. There's no possibility I'm letting you out of that one. Oh, that's, that's a no-go. That's a no-bet. No, I, I will take this. No, you're going to rip it. I'll rip it. Don't. How does stenographer work without... His, his, his materials. I won't, I won't cross it out. You are. Give my book back. You are unbelievable. You somehow weaseled your way into a bet when my guy got shot in the leg. Hey, man. Life comes at you hard. These guys, you don't think in their, pro, you don't think in their contracts it's going to say that they're a pro bowler? There if is no get, pro bowl. There is a pro bowl. There is a pro bowl. <clears throat> By the way, though. Um, By the way, Trubisky averaged 12 yards. Uh, no, there you go. A completion. So you got got new life. <laughs> the problem is Tennessee still has a massive uphill battle to. Oh yeah, their schedule is unbelievable coming up. Not only, I mean, you know, I know the talk. I'm sure this week will be: Is there value in Tennessee to win the national championship? I, I don't think so, Sean. And they're really, really good. They're really good. Yeah, I felt like you had to get on that after the Florida game. By that point, you knew Tennessee was really good, but most people were still not going to lower their national championship odds because they had Bama sitting there, and then they still have Georgia left. And Kentucky? <clears throat> yeah, but you, you – you, They should be Kentucky. After you They'll saw be a Tennessee this year, you probably think they're better than Kentucky. I do. No, yeah. I, I think they are. But they still had Alabama and Georgia sitting there. For sure. So – no two one, no two lost Tennessee team was gonna make. It. But now, after beating Bama, I mean they kind of get a a bye week basically with UT Martin. Yeah, that came at a great time, by the way. And then man, Kentucky's at it. home. I just don't think Kentucky's good enough on offense to keep up. I mean, look at their output this year: 59, 34. I mean, they hadn't scored under thirty three points yet. No, they they're the real deal offensively. But and their best receiver didn't even play. Yep. Didn't didn't look that way when you saw not one, not two, not three, not four, not uh, but five touchdowns from Hyatt. I mean, he was just yeah. insane. I'll say this: Bryce Young is so good. If Alabama didn't have Bryce Young on this year's team, they might lose four games. I don't disagree. He is he's unbelievable. I'm just telling you, 
I know the Detroit Lions, and I kept telling you guys they were supporting Restore the Roar, and y'all thought I was hating. The prize is Bryce Young. When you put Bryce Young with that team, if they can figure out how to lose enough games, get the number one pick, and you now have DeAndre Swift, uh, Armand St. Brown, Jamison Williams will be coming back here at some point to go with what they've invested on the offensive line. Hawkinson's a top 10, 12 tight end. I just getting him means more than winning six games this year. Alabama's remaining schedule is Mississippi State this week. They're a 21-point favorite. They could lose that. They're by week at LSU. Is it a night game at LSU? It hadn't announced yet. Uh, it'll probably be day game because CBS has already utilized their one night game this year. So I imagine that'll be a CBS 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. At Ole Miss, Austin P. home to Auburn. How does this work that Alabama and Georgia never play in the cross they played, division games in the regular season? So you have one team that crossovers, that's the same crossover every single year. For Alabama, that's Tennessee. For Georgia, I forget who that is. And then you have an alternation of the seven other teams. Or was it six teams? So they played in the COVID year uh, in the crossover. Yeah, they, played, right. they, they played last one year. year. It didn't matter. No, not in the regular season. Yeah, they played. they played the SEC championship game and then the national championship game. So, look, it, it's conceivable that Alabama loses one of these games. They've, oh, yeah. they've got a I, lot I, of flaws. I, I want to uh, check that cigar at Wade's Raw. I think Ole Miss is going to get exposed this week. The betting market's already saying so. LSU, do you trust Brian Kelly against Nick Saban? I started to play LSU versus Florida, too. It's a good win. They look really good. I don't know how good Their special teams are. I don't are, know how good a win over their Florida special is. Special teams are a disaster. I, yeah, I mean, Florida's only I, win is Utah. They I, almost lost to a terrible South Florida team. I totally agree that Alabama's flawed. They are. They don't have the playmakers out wide, which you pointed out a while ago, but they have the differentiator that should have won them the game at Tennessee. It's Bryce Young. Yeah. And when he's healthy, they're never out of it. And when they're playing Mississippi State, who looked like absolute. You know what? This past weekend against Kentucky, and now you've got a, a fired up Saban. But I told you they're not great in the secondary, and they don't have a dominant pass rush. So you can score on them, which has kind of been where they were far better than everybody else during this run, is they were so good on defense, you couldn't even get in the 20s. It's not the case this year. I'm just looking at their final five games. Obviously, they'll be a favorite in all of these. And I'm not saying that Alabama will make the playoff because they would have to, if they run the table here, they make the you know SEC championship and they have to beat either Tennessee or uh, Georgia. I, I just look at the schedule. I think it's doable. I mean, Alabama, LSU is probably not going to be a night game. Ole Miss, I think, has a lot of flaws. That's on the road there. Obviously, that'll be an amped up atmosphere. I thought you brought up a good point on Twitter. One loss, Tennessee team. Is in trouble. So what I said was Alabama beats Georgia and this in the is SEC a, championship. So Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee all end up eleven and one. No, so you'd have twelve and one, twelve and one, Tennessee would be eleven and one. And I think Tennessee would be How would Georgia out. and Alabama get to twelve? Georgia goes undefeated. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, 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 I got you. Loses in the SEC championship yep, yep. to Alabama. Yep. Man, there'd be some riots in Knoxville. I don't think it's going to happen. Just saying, the hypothetical Tennessee beats Georgia, by the way. Exists. Yeah, you want to make it a cigar bet right now? Yep. All right, do it. Straight up? Mm, whatever the spread is, nope. we'll go with it. Nope. You just said they'd beat them. We'll talk next. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown scorer prop bet on any Monday or Thursday night pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your bet. Take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log in to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Monday Night Football tonight, you've got the Denver Broncos, Let's Ride, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Your latest line has the Chargers as a four-point favorite, a total of 45-and-a-half. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King, I am Tim Murray. We bring in our first-round pick, Mike Pritchard. And he joins us every Monday in this spot. And let's just not bury the lead here, right, boys? Go Buffs! Colorado, oh, Pritch, okay. got it done. Right. Right. No, no I, I winless, thought, no winless year. Yeah, I, I thought you were clapping for me to sing my fight song or something. I mean, <laughs> I, I know what's happening right there, but uh, no, I had to represent uh, with Colorado Thursday. Uh, yeah, we didn't go over uh, this year, so uh, good times right now in Boulder. Uh, before I allow Tim to misrepresent his true intentions, Pritchard, uh, he does uh-huh. have a. Colorado Buffalo was under, I think, what is it? Uh, three and a half wins. Three and a half wins. So, it, oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's not really rooting for you guys. I just wanted just, to make I that clear. I didn't want him to go winless. See, it's called a snitch. I mean. <laughs> Civilians can't <laughs> snitch. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm I mean, a civilian. I'm a law-abiding citizen. That doesn't even factor into my vocabulary. All right, Pritch. Uh, before, no, no, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Pritch, before we get into uh, the weekend that was – and your takeaways, taking a look at what we have going on tonight. Uh, is this a buy low spot on Denver, who I would agree with Sean's assessment earlier in the show, probably the biggest disappointment so far this year. You see the four and a half out there uh, at BetMGM, mm-hmm. mostly four in other spots, pretty low total of 45 and a half. So uh, what's your feeling on tonight's game out in Los Angeles? Well, I mean, as you see that line movement, I think I saw a three and a half, too, at one book uh, out here in Las Vegas. But um, you, you know what? I think uh, Russell Wilson has hit rock bottom. He has to, right? Uh, and and for him to lead this team, uh, he has to play better. And he knows that. Everybody in the world knows that at this point. Uh, when you're a defense like Broncos have right now and you're number one or in the top three in terms of red zone area, preventing touchdown scores, uh, third down efficiency, getting your defense off the field, but yet your offense dead last uh, and quarterback down. John, you know about this uh, very, very well in terms of how efficient you have to be as a quarterback on third down. Uh, and they're dead last uh, in, in terms of the red zone and in the top 30 uh, when it comes to third down efficiency. That's all on the quarterback. So uh, Russell Wilson wanted this smoke, man. He wanted to be thought of differently 
uh, it's time for him to deliver, you know. And I, I think for the Broncos to get the win, Russell's going to have to be a, a lot better than we've seen so far this year. The interesting thing for me, Pritch, and I want your opinion on this, what do you think of the Chargers defensively? Some big offseason moves, J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bosa is out tonight, if I'm not mistaken. But what what's your early uh, thoughts on this Chargers defense? Well, you know what, Sean? I thought we saw an arms race uh, uh, in the uh, – Division uh, for defense side of the ball. I think about Chandler Jones and Max Crosby teamed up. Uh, Gregory and Chubb teamed up in Denver. And then you had Khalil Mack uh, and Bosa out there uh, in, in the Chargers land, right, out there in L.A. Um, A.C. Jackson, too, that big uh, acquisition in terms of free agency. But there's a constant, though, uh, and that's Brad uh, Brandon Staley. Uh, this is a guy in, in which he's supposed to be a guru. But yet his defense has been in the bottom tier in terms of points allowed the last two years, last year and into this year. Uh, and, and so where does the blame go? I mean, it, they've upgraded the talent, uh, but yet that coach uh, seemingly doesn't have a clue, uh, certainly how to help the fellas out out there defensively. They're giving up way too many points, John, to be honest with you. They shouldn't be doing this. They, they had an all-pro player on one side with Phil Mack and then both before the injury, a pro bowl player. Uh, I, I thought they would feed off of each other, really. Um, Derwin James, too. I mean, they're just... This team is always talented, though. When I was in the league, the Chargers were immensely talented. But then something always got in the way. Uh, and it seems like that's happening again this year against uh, for the Chargers. We're talking to Mike Pritchard, first-round pick from Colorado. Spent his days in the NFL now with us here at VEASAN. Uh, Pritch, Bills, Chiefs yesterday. Not uh, many people are expecting a, a lower-scoring game as it ends up 24-20. Mm-hmm. But the Bills get it done. Game-winning drive from Josh Allen. Were there any big-picture takeaways that you had from that Bills victory in Kansas City yesterday afternoon? Uh, takeaway immediately is Josh Allen's getting better and better, uh, which is scary. I mean, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is as good as it gets out there. But with Josh Allen, that throw he made to his tight end uh, to win the game, I mean, that was some good stuff right there. Uh, and, and, the, and the fellas are feeding off of it. Vaughn Diggs, I mean, all these guys, Gabe Jackson, I mean, all these guys. I think Isaiah McKenzie uh, could be a liability. Uh, that's why they're looking for a trade and looking to upgrade that situation uh, there and maybe add to that offense. But it is incredible. They got Vaughn Miller fresh, too, uh, coming off the edge late in the games as, as a closer. Uh, they're clearly the best team in the National Football League, even with that one loss. But then uh, the Eagles doing it their way, too, fellas. Uh, you know, think about Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Uh, and that offense, not being that prolific, but they run a, a version of college offenses and, and some option teams. And, I mean, they're really creative with what they're doing in that personnel. And, and it's confusing right now to a lot of teams in the league. So uh, those are the major takeaways from those two teams uh, from the weekend, guys. Here's my takeaway from the Bills Chiefs. I don't know if I can trust Andy Reid to do the right thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't get not kicking the field goal on the opening drive. Like, it didn't make any sense. Right. Even though they picked up the fourth now, it subsequently ended. In a, in a, well, how do you not take points? I don't get going for two at, at the end of the Raiders game to make it an eight-point lead instead of a seven-point lead. Like, what's going on with Andy Reid this year? Well, you know what? Um, I, I I agree with you maybe 60% of that, though, because what you're, when you have an offense like that, and when you have a quarterback like that, uh, I think you are going to be aggressive. Like, look at McDermott. They, they could have kicked points uh, there in that football game, too, but they went forward uh, close to the, to the end zone. 
I, I think when you have quarterbacks like this, Sean, uh, coaches are more uh, apt to go for it than be conservative, right? But when you get closer to November, December, and then certainly in the playoffs, I think that'll change. Uh, Andy Reid uh, in particular, I think he'll change that way. But right now in a regular season, early on too, we're talking about mid-October, you're going to go for it, especially at home. Uh, but uh, yeah, he has to be better. I mean, look at Andy Reid's record, like in terms of Super Bowl. Uh, it's not that great considering how many championships uh, he's been to, whether it's the NFC or the AFC. Yeah, tell that to uh, everybody who had Chiefs two and a half, Pritch. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Hey, man, we all wish we could get in the headset. We oh. all wish we could get in the headset, right? I'm yelling at the TV, no, kick it. Yeah. yeah, same thing when I'm thinking at the end of the first half when Frazier's letting Kansas City, and he gifted them three points. And and I laid it with Buffalo uh, in that game. We're chatting with Mike Pritchard. Joins us every Monday in this spot. First round pick in 1991. Pritch played his pro days with the Falcons, with the Broncos, and the Seahawks. How about your Falcons, Pritch? 6-0 and ATS yeah. on the year. And really... You know, this is a team that a lot of people, I was one of them, thought this would maybe be the worst team in the NFL. What has it mm -hmm. been about the Atlanta Falcons to this point that they keep finding ways, you know, outside of them just wearing some ridiculously awesome uniforms yesterday? Right, right. The red helmets. How about that, man? I wish we could have wore those things, man. Those things look good with Woo! the black shirts. But, um, you know, it's running game, guys. I mean, they're averaging 164 yards uh, per game rushing the football. I put out a tweet not too long ago. Are, are we back in 1992 uh, when it comes to the National Football League? I mean, I saw, I see offset eye, uh, ISO blocking with fullbacks now. Uh, the running game, I'm seeing counter. I'm seeing gap. I'm seeing power schemes. Uh, and a lot of teams are emulating each other that way. So I, 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 I wondered when it was going to happen because we see so much nickel defense out there and lighter box. Uh, and now we're seeing it uh, uh, in spades, right? Uh, teams are just buckling up that tin strap and being more physical. And Atlanta uh, is one of those teams. I mean, credit Arthur Smith for recognizing his personnel right now. Marcus Mariota, comeback player of the year. Yeah, he's 13 of 14 well. yesterday. Right. Mike Pritchard, right. he joins us each and every stuff, Monday. Pritch. You can see him all over VEASAN as well, at M.I. Pritchard on Twitter. Mike, we appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, Tim. Good there luck to you guys. There he is. Pritch, much more to come here on a Monday night on VEASAN Primetime. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.